Hello and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and Chavruta Yerdena Osband. Our daf of the day, Masachet Yevamot, daf paid Dalid, page 84. And more than that, it's also the beginning or soon into the daf. We begin chapter 9, Perak Tet. It's kind of amazing, Yerdena. We're actually making our way through Yevamot. Um, and so are all of you who are joining us. We appreciate your steadfastness and commitment to, to doing this. We know the daf has been a challenge of late. Um, or not of late, meaning for quite some time now, like 83 pages. Here's the new Mishnah. It is very, very long. So we decided, I'll take the first part, Yordani, you'll take the second part. The Gemara here is elaborating on the Mishnah fundamentally and analyzing why it chooses the words that it does, which is good, you know, good, steady Gemara. But given that the Mishnah is just this long, we're going to leave the intricacies of the Gemara's analysis of it um, for you to peruse on your own. Here we go. Yesh mutarot v'asurot So there are some women, they, they're categories of women, who are permitted to their husbands and yet forbidden to the yavam. And there are others, mutarot uh, v'asurot and there are others who are permitted to the yavam and asur to, the, to their husbands. This is going to be an interesting thing, right? There are those who are permitted to both, or to either, really, meaning nobody's going to have this situation at the same time, um, a husband and a yavam, right? Um, and then there are those who are prohibited to be with either of them. Now, of course, this is a complicated kind of statement because, well, let's just dive in. And I think the, the complications of this will become clear in the more specific lists. So here's the list of those who are permitted to their husbands and yet forbidden to, to a Yavam. Meaning you have a Kohen, a regular Kohen, and he's married a widow. That's a totally permitted relationship. But then he dies and he has just the brother who's a Kohen Gadol. That Kohen Gadol cannot marry, cannot be a Yavam for the Amana, for the widow. Um, you have somebody who's a halal, who's the halal means somebody who's the progeny of one of these prohibited Kohen relationships, and that person marries a kshira, a, a, yisra, a female who's totally fine, right? There's no no status change for her. And then, so let's see, so the halal, let's say, it's going to be the, let's make a specific case, it's going to be the child of a, a, a Kohen and a divorcee. And now that that Halal marries somebody who could marry a Kohen. And he has a brother who is, in fact, a Kohen. And now she can marry the Halal, but she's forbidden to marry the brother. Why? Because once she has slept with a Halal, she's no longer allowed to sleep with a Kohen. So the very by virtue of the relationship with the brother, she can't be with his brother. Meaning, by virtue of the relationship with the halal, she cannot be with his brother who is kasher. And um, had she never married the halal brother, then she could have married the, the, the Kohen brother. So it becomes like a, a bit of a puzzle. And yet, it really is the kind of case that really could happen. Yisrael shenasa bat Yisrael, yeshlo ach mamzer. So again, you could have a Yisrael who's, got no status to, to speak of, who marries a Yisrael, um, 
who's also fine, but the brother, the husband has a brother who's a mamzer. And now what happens? Let's say that brother dies, the, the Yisrael dies, you know, and now the mamzer can't really do yibum for the for the widow because she's a regular Yisraeli. Like she's she's doesn't have any status issues, and a mamzer is not supposed to marry anybody within Kalashem. Mamzer shnasa mamzeret. And the reverse. You have a mamzer who marries a mamzer. That's allowed, right? That's the relationship that's supposed to work for mamzerim. And now, but they have a brother. The, the mamzer has a brother who is kasher. The mamzeret cannot have yibum from the kasher brother. Meaning these are the, this is the list of those who are um, permitted to the husbands and not permitted to the Yavam. Now, we should be careful. The Gemara coming on this Mishnah makes it clear that this is not actually an exhaustive list. It is a, a list of examples rather than trying to bring out every single possible case that could be one of these status issues. And now conversely, right, we have the women who are permitted to the Yavam, but were prohibited to marry their husbands. Now, that already sounds crazy, right? Because they did marry their husbands. So whatever happened that allowed them to marry their husbands or they weren't allowed to, they didn't have to divorce. Their marriages were were established as marriage. So, for example, Kohen Gadol, Shekidesh et Almana, V'yeshlo Ach Kohen Hadyot. So let's say the Kohen Gadol um, had Kiddushin with an Almana, with a widow. Now, he's not supposed to do that, but let's say he did it. And his brother is a Kohen Hedyot, then that's a that's a fair relationship for the Avam, not for the not for the husband. Kasher Shnasal So again, you have it's the flip side now of the first set of cases, right? You have uh Yisrael, a regular person who does no status issues, who marries a Khalala, right? The progeny of a Kohen and a divorcee, for example. So He's not supposed to marry. Once he marries the halal, the Kohen who marries the halala, that's not okay. But he's got a brother who's halal, so that's fine. They could be together. Yisrael The Yavam situation is better than the husband situation. Again, likewise, meaning the mamzer to the bat Yisrael was never supposed to happen, but um, but the yibum from the kosher brother should be fine. So again, here's that list of those who are permitted to the Avam and not permitted to their husbands to begin with. So, all right, I'm going to pick it up here. There's two other categories here, like a third and fourth category that they're going to discuss. So the third category is So there are women who are forbidden both to their husbands and their Yavams. Kohen gadol shanasa eta almana. Right, a coin gadol who marries a widow, the yeshlo af coin gadol o coin hedjot, and he has a brother who's either a coin gadol or an ordinary, uh, just a regular kohen. Right, so again, those category, the coin gadol couldn't marry uh, her because she's a widow, and the regular brother couldn't marry her because she's a, you know, she's a halala because she married uh, this coin gadol while she was a widow. So let's say we have a, a kosher Kohen who marries a Chalala and he has a brother who's also a kosher Kohen. Once she's a Chalala, she shouldn't marry another Kohen. 
Yisrael shenasa mamzeret v'yesh lo af Yisrael, right? So we have a Yisrael who married a mamzeret and also has a brother who's a Yisrael. So that brother should never have married the mamzeret and his brother can't marry her also if she falls to Yibam. Mamzer shenasa bat Yisrael v'yesh lo ach mamzer. So a mamzer who marries a kosher bat Yisrael and also has a brother who's a mamzer, right? Those are two marriages that should never happen. So these are cases where a woman married someone she should not have married and and also would not be allowed to uh, to the Yabam. And then we have this last category, but all other women, anybody who's not listed here um, is um, is uh, permitted to their husbands and their Yabans. So, um, so after the after women who are basically biblically forbidden to their husbands or their bombs, the mission is now going to discuss a secondary category, which are women who are asur or, or forbidden relationships that are asur decree. Okay, shniot midivrei sofrim. Right. So you have these secondary like orayos, which are prohibited uh, by divrei sofrim. So the sofrim are. Um, you know, supposed to be uh, early chachamim, okay, early sages. Uh, some of these they actually attribute to, uh, you know, even to the times of uh, Shlomo HaMelech. Um, and sort of this was a protection uh, to make sure that the real of the Torah, the ones that are Deoraisa, people wouldn't get confused or mix it up. So they created the secondary category of other forbidden relationships. Shniya Labal Velo Shniya so if woman is a second to the husband, but not to the Yabam. So the, an example of this would be you have two brothers that have the same father, but different mothers, right? And one of them married his maternal grandmother is who's a secondary heir without children. The widow could fall for Yibam to the older brother who she's totally unrelated to. So that, that would sort of be example of a, of a Shnia Erva. Um, right? So she's a uh, sort of her husband, but would be allowed to her Yabam. Let's say we have a woman who's a secondary ever to the Yabam, but not to the husband. So here it could be like two paternal brothers married to each other's maternal grandmothers, right? She's permitted to him, but is rabbinically forbidden to, to right? Uh, so here we say also, She's asur to the Yabam, but she's allowed to the Baal. A woman for the both, then she's asur to both. Okay, and then they want to say, let's say this does take place. There is a marriage of a secondary Arabah. So then we get into an interesting question, which there's going to be much more discussion about in tomorrow's stop, which is, let, let's say one of these marriages somehow takes place. What rights does a woman have in those types of marriages? Does she get her ketubah? What actually happens? So in these cases, she doesn't get her ketubah. Below payroll, she doesn't get produce. Um, and uh, what we mean by here is um, that uh, that um, she she wouldn't be allowed to get, she, she sort of doesn't get any type of... Um, uh, sustenance or, you know, some of the, any produce or its, or its profits, basically. Um, below Mizono, she doesn't get, uh, she's not entitled 
to have to feed her below Bilaod and doesn't nor garment the halvad kasher, but their child is legitimate. So in other words, the child is kasher with many of these shniot, shniot ervas, erva. but, but they're not, she's not entitled to the benefits of actual marriage. The kofina talotzi, and we actually compel the husband to divorce her. Now we get to a category of marriage to a biblically prohibited woman. So these are not the derabana ones here, derreza. And this is actually treated less severely. And the Gemara Tamar is going to discuss this. That part of the reason for that is, is that we worry that the Doraisa ones, yes, people are going to be careful with because it's a Doraisa. The Doraisa ones, people will not be so careful with. So therefore, we're stricter with the marriage benefits with the Doraisa ones. And so therefore, Almana Kohen Gado, so a widow who marries a Kohen Gado, Grushava Chalutzel, a Kohen Hedjo, a divorcee or Chalutzel marries a Kohen Hedjo, Mamzerd and Nitinali. Or the daughter of Yisrael marries an Atinu Mamzer, they actually are allowed to get to their Ketubah. They do get all of those benefits that were listed before that the, the ones who are Asur Durabanan are not going to get. And we'll talk about this a lot more tomorrow. So, a very interesting Mishnah that I think fills in a good question for us, which is what actually happens, you know when these forbidden marriages happen? Like, do we consider them a valid marriage or do we not consider them to be a valid marriage? And in a way, what we're going to see tomorrow is they are considered marriages. Like that act of Kedushan does actually take hold, which I find to be fascinating. And maybe we'll discuss this more when we get to Kedushan. Like, how could it be that, you know, people are forbidden to each other, but yet the act of Kedushan has some meaning to it. And then the rest of the Gemara, which we're, we're not going to spend time reading, is going to pay very close attention to the language and the number of cases that are mentioned. So why does it start with certain cases? Like why, what, what cases are mentioned explicitly by the Mishnah? What is it trying to teach us? And is it possible that this is an, an exhaustive, exhaustive list? So that's sort of like a typical Gemara discussion when you have a very lengthy Mishnah like this. That's our Daf's discussion for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rank us, review us where you get your podcasts. Come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think of this stuff. Thank you to Rabbi Nate Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. And until tomorrow, go and learn.